us and hopefully you're enjoying this awesome, awesome, awesome day. And then like, remember, we did a heads up about Halloween. It's next week, next Monday. So make sure you know where the candy is at all times. Keep it above the dog, not at a dog level or counter level. The dog can snatch and grab. And then uh, prepare yourself. Uh, you know, you can use uh, 3% hydrogen peroxide to make a dog throw up. If they've devoured our whole candy jar. Uh, and so you can look into poison control or Google it uh, and talk to your vet or whatever. But it's, you just have to have a syringe. And small dogs usually is about a teaspoon. Large dogs, a tablespoon to a table. It depends on how large a dog. If you've got a St. Bernard that's 250 pounds, you might take a couple of tablespoons. But now remember, when you ask your dog to throw up, don't have them on the carpet. Mm-hmm. Get them in a place where they throw up and all that candy's coming too. But you want to look into it, okay? And the thing is, is that milk chocolate isn't as toxic. It takes a lot of M&Ms or milk chocolate uh, to kill the dog. They can get very, very sick, okay? But it's the dark chocolate that has a high theobromine in it. And so that's why that's what you have to really pay attention to. And a lot of the candies now are wrapped in foil. And that's tough for, you know, if that gets into the dog's gut system, that they might get, you know, cause a clot, a clog in there. So you've got to be mindful. Please be mindful of your, know where your candy is and all the candy you're giving out and the candy that's being brought home. Okay, how true or false? It would take a million human brains to store all of the information on the internet. True or false? A million human brain. What do you think, Mary? False. False. Okay, what do you think? Um, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and agree. False. You're going to say false? False, false? And what do you say? Uh, I'll go it's true. Oh, Just to be different. there you go. See. Ding, ding, ding. It's true. <laughs> okay, it's true. It says the internet is estimated to hold about 5 million terabytes. I don't know what the heck that is. Of data, five trillion made. Yeah, I don't know what that is. And and the human brain is estimated to hold um, one to ten terabytes of uh, information. Is T E T E R A B Y? Yeah, terabytes. So I don't know, but oh, uh, that's five. <laughs> I won't take remember a million that. Humans, okay. Yeah, a million human brains to inform to to informate for all the information on the internet. Boy, that's yeah. Hello, hello. Amazing. Oh no, kidding. Okay, now who's up? All right, we have Karina, and she has a cat question. Cat question. All right. Hi, Katie. Thank Hi. you for taking my call. Well, thanks for hanging in there. I greatly appreciate it. What can I do for you? Okay, so I have a four-year-old cat named Lennon, and he is. He's neutered. Um, he won't use the cat box, and he really never has. He prefers to go outside, and he's, he started by going in the house all the time. And he will go in the house if we don't let him outside. Okay. He's very bossy, and Remember you don't cat- do what he wants. He will poop or pee in your room oh, or really? okay. on the couch or oh. behind the the freezer or wherever he wants. Oh, okay. Um, how long have you had the cat? Have you had it since a, uh, a kitten? Yes. Okay. And what kind of kitten was he? Was he obnoxious, playful? Uh, did he terrorize you? What? Yeah, he was a, he's playful. playful. Yeah, he's playful. Okay. Has there, now has this, how long has this been going on where he just decides to put it behind the freezer here, there, and everywhere? Three and a half years. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Um, uh, how, what does your house consist of? Uh, pets, humans, what? Well, when we got him, he was an only cat, and we did add another cat a year or two ago. Okay. Okay. 
And so he ticked. He's ticked off. How did those two get along? Good. Real good. It took him a while to warm up, but he loves his brother. Okay. How many litter boxes do you have? We have one. We've had as many as three. Mm -hmm. I've used um, everything from pellets to different kinds of litters to no litter to different size boxes. Okay. Um, He just won't use them. Okay. First of all, you if it's, if it's one litter box per cat, cats mm-hmm. a litter box is territory, and if you put one litter box in a room, if the the other one gets ticked at each other for some reason, it, they can it can cause a problem as far as you're not using you're not putting it here. So I would strongly recommend getting a second litter box. Okay, the second thing is is that dogs are dogs. Cats hate the smell of litter. That pu- perfumey stuff mm-hmm. it just repels most cats, and so you want something that does not smell. Um, mm-hmm. I just get the standard kitty litter, dry whatever they show, and then I put baking's got the buy the huge bag of baking soda, okay, and put a, a layer of baking soda on the bottom of the box, and then put, sprinkle some on top of when I pour the litter in. Sprinkle a little bit of that, and so it takes care of the smell, but it has no smell to the cat. But what food do you feed? He. Oh, my daughter buys him something really expensive and healthy. <laughs> but he also goes in and out, so he eats whatever he wants outside. Okay, so are you feeding are you feeding a dry food diet? He's got dry food and he eats wet food. Okay. Throw the wet food out and just do canned food. Do that for about three weeks and I bet you any amount of money your problems will be all solved. And the thing is, especially since he's a boy cat, he's running the risk now he's four years old that he's uh, get crystals in the urine and get blockages. Because remember, cats came from the desert. They get their moisture from what they eat. Many cats that are fed a total dry, a dry diet, any type of dry, not just mixed with can, but any dry whatsoever, they start having getting crystals in the urine, and then it, it hurts to go potty. And then plus their, their uh, doo-doo is dry, so it hurts to go to pump it out because it's so dry and they associate that sometimes with the litter box. And so by reining in, getting rid of that dry food, going total grain-free canned foods, total grain-free canned foods. And I tell everybody, if you don't believe me, try it for three weeks. And if I'm wrong, I'll buy the next month's worth of dog or cat food because I know what's going to happen is you're going to see a less doo-doo in the box. You're going to see the urine less frequency because they're not drinking in much water to try to compensate for the dry matter. When you see a cat drinking water on a regular basis, that screams that dog, that cat's pancreas is in trouble from all the dry foods, all right? And especially oh. with a boy cat, like I say, you should never see a cat eat drink water. And that, that, that says a major flare-up because, they, like I said, they're not getting enough moisture in their diet, a.k.a. too much dry because of what dry food, all right? And so then... Um, and then the, you're gonna, the shedding will be like ne- next to zero. Uh, you know, most houses you can tell where the cat <laughs> sleeps. You know, my house, you'd have no idea where my cat sleeps because her coat oh. is in picture perfect because she only gets, oh, I give her raw, I give her freeze dried, I give her grain free Nutrisource canned food. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. and I stay away from chicken. Most cats are chickenized to death. Now, because I, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that kid, that that cat. No, because Adeline was born at our place. I never, I didn't chickenize her to death. She started out with a rotation as far as some beef, turkey, chicken, duck. You know what I mean? I didn't chickenize her. But most cat food, 
up until about the last five years was all chicken based, and many cats are allergic to chicken. I have one cat, my Walter, is allergic to chicken, and so that's why I can't give it. I give him chicken. I can give it to him one day. But if I give it two days in a row, his face swells up and he doesn't look good. <laughs> and so anyway. I do know his food is turkey and it's grain free turkey. So his dry and wet and his treats are okay. dried turkey yeah, or whatever. But will so. you throw out the dry food? Just go to the grain free canned foods and nutrient sources. Okay. Like if they, they have seven or six that do not have chicken in. So you can rotate between those. And okay. then what you know, does, does he eat his dry, canned food well? Good. Yep. So then just stop the dry and same with your other cat. They're both going to grain free cans and they're going to their own places to eat. Okay. And yep. no, the norm for now, be honest with me. Are, are the cats overweight? No, not okay. at all. Okay, good. The one is a little chunky, but um, Lennon is not. Okay. He's very fit. Very okay. fit. And probably because he goes outside a lot. So he wears off that, the, the sugars yeah. from the cat, from the cat food. So anyway, so if you do this for two weeks for sure, three weeks would be better. I could almost guarantee you that, you know, now his his system will align itself uh, he, and he doesn't have all that dry matter. And and then, like I say, he can go potty easier. His coat's going to change. So give it a total grain-free canned food for and rotate that. All right. And just nix to dry and then you'll be amazed with both cats. Okay. 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 Keep me, make sure you call me back and let me know how it went. Okay. I will. Thank you very much. Okay, kiddo. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. It, it, folks, it all has to do with the diet of cats. It really does. You have no idea. People are so used. It's amazing that cats, well, vets make a, make a lot of money off of cats. And the reason is because that crystals in the urine thing is huge when you feed uh, dry food. And then plus, like, cats using uh, not using the litter box because their doo-doos are too dry. There's not enough moisture in their diet. So they got it takes forever to pinch it out. I know that's kind of a stupid way to say it, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway. Okay, never mind. Okay, where am I here? Okay, how many cell phones each year are thrown away or recycled in the United States because they become damaged or outdated? One million, 50 million, 100 million, 1 billion. We'll be back. All right, hey, we're counting down here. So, uh, so we just got on time here. Okay, how many cell phones each year are thrown away or recycled in the United States because they became damaged or outdated? We got one million, fifty million, a hundred million, or one billion. Mary, what you say? Fifty million. Fifty million. What do you say there, Pat? I'm going with the high one billion. One billion. Okay, Miss Hope. I'm going with the billion. Billion. Yeah, well. no? Hundred million. All right. A hundred million <laughs> are thrown away know. or recycled in the United States because they are damaged or outdated. And that's something. Yeah, not that much. But I just don't understand where they all. Go. Yeah. It, it, I don't want to really think sad. about talk it. About, <laughs> talk about. What a waste. Yeah. We are a wasteful society. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, instead of giving you a new phone, but, you know, they know what they do and they want to make money. Right. They sh- there should be the apps that bring your phone up to what they want instead of having to buy a whole new phone. Uh-huh. You know, that, that's only my little measly common sense. Like a new battery. Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> or just a new app to bring it up to. I even know what. I, see, I know nothing about phones, so I'm the last person to talk to about. <laughs> okay. Who's up? Where are we at? All right. We have Vicky, and Vicky's dog is very timid, so she's looking for advice on that. All right. Hi, Vicky. How you doing? Fine. How good, are you? Good. What kind of pupper do you have? I have an English toy spaniel, and it's a female. She's okay. two and a half years old. And how long have you had her? 
Uh, I had her for four weeks. Oh, four weeks. Okay. So she yeah, had- and she was she was supposedly a show dog. Um, so I'm so um, surprised at how timid she is. She's even she's afraid of other dogs and mm-hmm. she's afraid of people and As she grieves. backs up when I come in the room and she'll come to me but then she kind of backs up she uh, it's okay. very different yeah that screams puppy mill dog so uh, pardon that screams puppy mill dog. She's probably used for breeding or if she didn't breed back. Uh, because the thing is, a dog that has been showed would not show that, you know, once they, when they first come, they might be a little shy, but they can't be shy in the show ring because otherwise they're gonna, they're not going to place, okay? So right, that's why, right. so, so either she had some puppies and didn't breed back, but that's here near there. Okay, let's bring her forward. Okay, first of all, you know what you need to get? Okay, you got a piece of paper and a pencil? Oh, can you remember this? I do. Okay, you're going to get the book, Rescue Your Dog From Fear. Rescue Your Dog from Fear by Swagger, S-W-A-G-E-R. That's going to become your Bible, all right? Now, when you have a shy, timid dog, the worst thing you do is hug and kiss them. That's not what they need. What they need is to be shown confidence, how to build that confidence to move them forward. Because unfortunately, the people that just want to hug and kiss them and protect them from the world, like, I'm so sorry you're scared, that the dog stays stagnant. It doesn't move forward. My Ethel, my three-point toy poodle, I'm sure you probably heard me talk of her, um, 3.2 pounds, pounds, yep, 3.2 pounds, there we go. And uh, she's a toy poodle. Technically, people call her teacup poodle. There's no such thing as teacup poodles. But anyway, it took me two years to get Ethel up to the point that when somebody came into the house, she was right there saying, and hi, who are you? But it took two years. It's a lot of baby steps moving forward. And so that's the whole thing. And I work with shy and timid dogs. I did have a class in it, and I decided to scale it back. I haven't changed my website yet. Um, Whereas I want to work on -on one-on-one to help show you what is needed with your particular particular you know dog and so I, I do offer that okay but you need to do your due diligence and understand it's baby baby steps and don't um, because everybody it's just kind of like the person that the dog is scared of water so what do they do they just go and drop them in the water <laughs> That doesn't help anybody. It's, you know, it's sink or swim. Well, that now that dog is really scared. So, but, and the thing is, is not pan, you know, uh, coddle them like, oh, they're there. It's okay. When you do that, it's not okay. The dog is scared out of his boots. And so what we got to do is help him show little by little to move that dog forward. And it's a journey. Okay, it's not something you do for two, three weeks and we bingo, we got it. It can be very painful at times. There is times that I'm, oh, wow, look at Ethel. She's doing so good. She's coming to buy and all of a sudden, bam, we hit a wall and she goes backwards. And I'm like, oh, man. Okay, let's review what happened. Okay, now now we got a baby step forward again. And so that like I said, the more confidence and confidence comes through obedience training. Asking the dog to do things for you, like a trick. Um, but basically, first thing is walking on a leash, right? Even if it's like five steps and you're done, okay? And so that, okay. that's huge. That's huge. Okay, your goal is you can go out a block. But they may not come for maybe a month. We don't know. It could happen in a week. We don't know. The whole thing is is to baby step this dog forward. And number one, don't let anybody get into that face and space of your dog. Nobody is to come in, you know, directly at them. You know how everybody, you've been taught that 
let the dog smell you. Okay, so most people, like let's say you and I met for the very first time, and what the equivalent of what we do to dogs where we shove our fist into their nose, like, here, smell me, okay, is equivalent to a human, me meeting you for the first time, going nose to nose with you and going, hi, you know, and so then, yeah, get out of my face, <laughs> all right? And so the thing okay. is, is that uh, side profiles are calming signals to dogs, and so you stay in sideways, you know, and invite her to come to you. Don't stare at the dog. Glance, look away. Glance, look away. And by you know, and use it a very calm, steady voice, not a baby voice, and not a loud voice. Oh, come on, we could do this. Become the cheerleader. Be calm and steady, and just really uh, uh, the type of dog. I all the dogs I've trained, and I've trained a lot. <laughs> Ethel was my prize possession, prize dog, because we came so far. I got her with the intention of, you know, you know, she's a little, I don't, I don't do little dogs, let alone a 3.2 pound dog. Well, anyway, I was so amazed that number one, she was a dog. <laughs> and number two, it's like, man, you got, we got to work. We got some work before I can find you a home. And I got so into how to move her forward that the, the progress we made and the building we did together. Yeah. I couldn't get rid of her, but it, there was a lot of setbacks, whereas you just have to, you know, okay, setback, no big deal. Nothing we did, just a little setback. We can move forward on this. And so, like I said, it took me two years. I still remember the date when I threw a, a toy for her and she belted out to get it, grabbed it, pick it up, came flying back like, I got it. And it's just like. Look at you. <laughs> you know, she went out with such confidence, like, I've got this. She used to just sit and watch the other dogs go and get something. Okay, and I don't throw fetch like most people do. I lob it. But anyway, so, uh, but yeah, but the little accomplishment, it was the biggest piece of my heart and the best I've ever done with a dog because I had to bring her forward from so far behind. And you can do it too. But you have to remember, it's a journey and you have to be the guardian of the dog's face and space. And like I say, if you can go take her, now how does she on steps and such? What's that? How is she on steps? Does she do uh, steps? Oh, she did. Yes, she has. Okay. Uh, very tentatively. Okay. Yes, she has done them. Okay, good. Yeah. And have you taken to try to take her out for a walk? Oh, yes, all the time. And how does she, she do, do that? that? And she's good. She's good about walking. Okay. Yeah, and she loves to chase. She loves to chase birds and things like that. I oh. mean, she. Okay, but now she, on the walk, are you letting her scan in front of you, or are you having her walk with you as a team? She's walking beside me. Good, good. Okay, now that's you have to keep that up. Okay, she doesn't get to scan while you are in motion. She has to walk on okay. a loose lead next to you. All right, and so okay. all these kind of inputs is what you want. Now, like meeting people, then that's the whole thing. That no person goes into this dog's face and space. All right. And then there's a, a thing that you can do. You take take your right hand right now and hold it out. Okay. Okay. okay we're going to put just a smidgen of treat in there. Okay. Now swivel your right hand or left hand, whatever side towards the dog. Okay. Swivel that hand to the left. Turn it totally around. Okay. And then at eye level, tap your thumb on the leg at eye level and then say treat. Okay. And you want her to come in and take that treat from your body. Right? From your hand, I should oh. say. Okay, so can you hold on? we got to run the break again, so let me finish this, because this is what's going to help her move her into other people's faces and spaces, you know, without... Okay. Oh, where we go? Oh, no, I lost my... I lost. No, there we are. Okay, okay. 
Uh, Melissa Thompson of English England set a world record for the text message. Uh, for never mind, I'll tell you when we get back. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, here's a trivia question because my book flipped. Okay. In 1992, an engineer from England named Neil Pabsworth sent the very first text message in the world. What cheerful message did he send? I love you. Please reply. First text message. Merry Christmas. What do you think? Hurry up. Merry Christmas. Okay, who do you think? Go with Merry Christmas. Okay, what do you say? Oh, interesting. Um, I love you. First reply, first text message. First text message. Nope. It was Merry Christmas. Really? Okay, now here in 1993, an engineer sent the first text message in the United States. What was the message? Just a minute. I got to see where there's more light. Okay, um, let's see. Go USA, burp, hello, (laughs) or text me back. What do you think? In 1993, engineer first text message in the United States. What was the message? Go hello? USA, burp, mm-hmm. hello, text me back. Which one? Well, go USA. Go USA? What do you think? I'll say go USA. Okay, what do you say? I'm going to say hello. Now guess what? Burp. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you believe that? The first text in 1993 sends a burp. Oh, oh slow down. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. Okay, are you there? Hello? Yep. There you are. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, I'm so here. what we're going to do. So now then, okay, she's going for a walk. Fine. With okay, what shyness is the thing? Is it of people in general or what? It's just everything. Um, sounds, noises. Okay, yeah. I mean, she she backs up. Um, I'll tell her to come here and I'll come, I'll, I'll squat down and she'll kind of back away from me and then she'll come forward. Okay. Then so, she'll back, you know, she just, okay. First very, of all, a, a fr- I had a friend come over the other day and she just barked at her and, okay. and hid. Okay. Yeah. Her. Okay. Yeah. That was Ethel. Okay. Now what you're going to do, first of all, never reach out to her. Okay. Don't look directly at her and reach out. That's going to put her on the defense. She's going to head for the hills or back into the corner. Side oh, profile. Okay. Side profile. Okay. Now, this is what I said. I was telling you before we went to break here. Okay. Take your, I'm using my right hand. Okay. Put just a smidge of a treat in it, swivel it to your left, and then put the thumb on the leg facing the dog. Okay. Look to the floor. At eye level, put your thumb and then tap, tap, and tell the dog treat. Okay. Tap, tap, treat. Okay, and then one more time, tap, tap, treat. Okay, what we want her to do is to come in, be brave enough to come into your space to get the treat. Okay, even if she grabs the treat, takes off, so what? She can't. She is brave enough to come into that. So you're going to practice that a lot. Okay, but no, don't get her fat. So just use tiny, tiny pieces. Uh, Nutrisource has got these soft and tender treats or the star treats. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, and so you can make them smaller because you just want to give them a whisper. Okay, don't give them something that's going to get them fat. So what we're after here, you, you, let's say you tap, tap three times and she doesn't come in to get the treat, then just walk away. We're done. Okay, then try it again. Tap, tap, treat. Okay, and when she comes in, oh, very, have your voice. Very nice. Oh, such a buddy. Look at you. Be very calm. Be very steady. Don't pet her, okay? You want her to, that she's willing to come in and take that treat out of somebody's hand without worrying about being petted, all right? 
Okay. Now, eventually, what you can do is if she's coming in quicker for it and her head's up and tail's up, like, all right, I got this. Okay, then what you're going to do is give her a little scooch on the side of her face or under her chin. Do not pat her on top of her head and down the back of her neck and over her shoulders. And you tell everybody to do the same thing. Don't touch the top of the head, down the back of the neck, or the shoulder. That's a dominant move. And she's already scared and worried. So you're going to keep the hands in front of her so she can see them. So you give her a scooch on the side of the face, under the chin, or in the chest. Just a one finger, not a whole hand, just a finger. Okay? So the dog doesn't have to negotiate a whole hand. But that's going to come down the line. When they can uh, do that right now, when, like I said, when she will come into the people that are come over and you've worked on this tap, tap treat. Okay. Then um, when she comes in happily, you know, like, Hey, and she's almost starting to lick their hand. Like, I think I got every bit. (laughs) Then they can take one finger and give her a scooch on the side of the face or under the chin and just look at the floor and glance at her. Look at the floor, glance at her. Don't stare at the dog. That recoils the dog. Okay. That's dominant. When you stare at a dog, dogs hate to be stared at. And so uh, some trainers will tell you, stare the dog down till he looks away. Wrong. That's what you don't want to do that. So anyway, so now that's what you're going to do is teach her this tap, tap treat. So that when people come over, you're going to have her on a leash so she can't run from the situation. Okay. And then you're going to have them do the tap, tap treat. Side profile to the dog. Tap, tap treat. Okay. If she doesn't come in, now just have her on a leash that um, where she can't run from the situation. And then the third time she hasn't come in, okay, never mind. The person stands up, goes sit down. But you keep her on a leash so she has to deal with the smells and the sounds of the people that just came over, all right? And so okay. you, can, you can hold her in your lap, but they also sometimes just have her on the floor. So she has to deal with life on the floor, not in your lap, all right? And so pretty right. soon what you know, just always remember, it's not how many dogs and people she meets that makes her gets her out of this. No, it's by learning to trust and respect you know, and that's a slow process with a dog. So that's why don't, you know, just when somebody comes over, throw her into somebody's lap and say, here, no, don't do that. All right. Um, okay. when, you, when you're out and about, somebody says, oh, can I pet your pup? No. Can our dogs meet? No. We're in training and walk on by. Right now, you want to build a relationship with you two to trust. Remember, dogs don't do things for us out of love. They do things out of respect and trust that we've gained. And that's what this dog needs is confidence like lots of it so that pretty soon she's initiating going up to somebody like i said it took two years for ethel to, when somebody came in the door to beat gilligan to the front door and go somebody's here <laughs> you know and even people that came in were like wow look at ethel <laughs> and so that's what we want it's going to be such baby steps but that book rescue your dog from fear and and then so those uh, uh by swagger now the noise as she gains her confidence the noise thing will go away and then you want this is another thing you want to play put put her on a leash put it in your left hand okay go up to something at her eye level or below like maybe the rung of a chair take the pointer finger of your right hand and touch it and look at the rung of the chair don't look at the dog glance at the dog look back at the rung glance at the dog look back at the rung and what you're going to do is go what is this what is this? What is this? All right. I mean, you want to get her. Dogs are more curious than a cat. So what you want, you're watching for her to be so curious that she's going to come up and where your your hand or finger, your you know, you point your finger is touching. Her nose will come up to investigate it. And then you're going to praise her. Oh, that was so very nice. Oh, look at that. It was so nice as it was. All right. And so now let's say she's like, whatever you're touching, she's looking at it and she's like, get me the heck out of here. I am gone. Don't pull her to it. 
she if, just keep her from if she tries to pull away, just to stay your ground till she quits pulling. Okay, don't pull, but let her to stop the pulling. Okay, and then go. Okay. What is this? Okay, now let's say she takes one paw and step towards it. Stop saying what is this. Go and give her a tickle. Oh, that's being brave. Yes, you are. You're being brave. All right, then go back to the object. What is this? What is this? Now, some dogs will come in and go behind you and use you as a buffer. Like, you die first, okay? And so yeah. that's fine. At least it came, yeah. he came closer and is using you to try to get over the fear of see, checking out what you're touching, okay? So you're going to want to play the what is this game every day, at least three, four times. <gasps> what is this? You know, take, let's say you're doing a load of laundry. When she gets better at the game, uh, do a load of laundry. Throw it in the middle of the hallway. Hallways are spooky for a lot of dogs. Okay, so, and then now to the dog. Bear, there's a bear in the hallway. All right? Well, let's go check this out. Let's go check this out. What is this? So by you doing the what is this game, you're going to work as a team. You're going to bring her forward with some of her fear and deal with it. And so then she builds a confidence. And then, like, uh, and now you're moving forward. Okay, so you've got to be, there's so many different types of fears, but the whole thing is, is never throw it at the dog. You work in baby steps to present it so the dog can negotiate it. You never let them run from their fear. You just stand still, don't pull. And then when they quit pulling, oh, that was very nice. Just very calm. That was very nice. Have this dog work a lot on his feet. Don't always be carrying him. And then, like I say, before you know it, things will start going forward, and you're gonna, you'll be the the. This will be the blessed dog you've ever had, but it's gonna be the most work you've ever done. But you wouldn't believe how satisfying it is. Okay, but start okay. with baby steps, and like I say, I can help you if you want to set up a private lesson. I can help you move forward too with it. But if you get that book, that will that'll become your Bible. It's like fourteen bucks online. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'd come to you anytime, Katie, but I live in Arizona right <laughs> now. <laughs> Arizona, there you go. Okay, then for sure you need to get that book. <laughs> because that's okay. what, and then give me a call, you know, like I'm a Katie's canine. You know, just give me a call. You don't have to wait for the show. You know, if you if you hit a stumbling block or want some clarity or whatever type thing, okay? Okay, okay that's the whole thing. What did you, do you have, what, is the number online? Oh, uh, yeah, well, I can give it to you. Ready, pencil? 651 429 Five four three three. That's Katie's canine. Or then you go to my website, which you can get off the mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Go to my show page, and then my website there. Uh, you can either send me. I do better with phone conversations than emails. Okay. I get. I lose. I lose my email sometimes. As far as it gets a little deep at times. You can also check on the Facebook. You know. Yeah. So just just give me a holler when we can. Uh, I can help you through. But that book is what you need. It's going to be the best investment you ever did. Okay. Okay. So your number is 651-429-5433. Correct. That's Katie K9. Okay. Thank you. You bet, kiddo. Take care. Thanks for calling from Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Good luck. I'm originally from Minnesota, though. Oh, okay. That's that's God's country, you know. Right, Mary? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Take care, kiddo. Thank you. All right. No, that's... uh, Yeah, it's... uh, like I said, that was the most rewarding thing I, I I can honestly say. You know, now people are probably looking at me. Well, what about raising your own two-legged kid? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> if you insist. But I, I, like I said, I that was the most rewarding thing. It was just uh, uh, unbelievable. It really is. So anyway, okay. What is it? I'm going to start crying here pretty soon because I'm going to remember the other one. That's really... Okay. What is the busiest day of the year? What is the busiest day of the year for texting? 
St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, New Year's Day, Independence Day. We'll be back. Hey there, we're winding her down. And here we go. Where am I here? Okay, whoopsies, got to go to this side so I can see it. <laughs> what is the busiest day of the year for texting? St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, New Year's Day, or Independence Day? What do you think, Mary? New Year's Day, definitely. Okay, what do you think, Pat? Um, St. Patrick's Day. Okay, what do you say, Hope? Uh, New Year's Day. Yep, it's New yeah. Year's Day. Okay. But you know what I'm surprised <laughs> that's not in here? It's Christmas. Right. I think Christmas, oh, what do you think? That's kind of a sad yeah. thing. Yeah, no. That's true. Not everybody celebrates Christmas, but anyway. Everybody celebrates their own thing. Yeah, but, that's yeah. true. New okay. Year's is for everybody. But yeah, how long do most people use their new cell phone before losing or replacing it? Nine <laughs> months, 18 months, 21 months, two years. What do you think? Repeat. Okay. Nine months, 18 months, 21 months, or two years. How long do most people use their new cell phone before losing it or replacing it? Nine months, 18 months, 21 months, two years. Two years. What do you think? Nine months. Okay, what do you say? I'm going to go with nine months. 18 months. Okay. Uh, 18 months. <laughs> I just think that's unreal. How many page views does Facebook get per minute worldwide? 500, 500,000, 1 million, 6, 6 million. 500, 500,000, 1 million, 6 million. This is how many page views does Facebook get per minute worldwide? What do you think? I don't do Facebook. Okay, what do you think? Probably the most. Okay, what? Six million? Yeah. Okay, what do you say? What Was it uh, 500? 500, 500,000, 500, 1 million, or 6 million? Uh, 1 million. It's 6 million. Oh, wow. Per <laughs> minute worldwide. <laughs> per minute. Wow. Oh, my Lord. Okay, let's get the last call in. Uh, All right, we have Dana on the line. All right. Hey, Dana, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Okay, what's up? What can I do for you? Well, um, actually, you've met Miss Maisie. She went to one of your one-day um, correct your behavior a little bit classes. Okay. So you've been introduced, but it's been a while. Okay. Um, Naughty Dog sometimes counter-serves a little bit in the kitchen, and she actually got two in a row. She got most of a loaf of bread one day, and then the <laughs> next day I made uh, some waffles, and she got into that sitting on the counter before I got them in the freezer. Okay. Which, you know, every once in a while she gets into stuff. Okay. Um, the problem was she ate that evening and then she ate the next morning and then she horked up all kinds of stuff that next morning and then kind of a downward spiral started where, um, I mean, she was, um, just yacking up bile liquid for, I mean, the next four or five days. Oh my. And whoops. Are you there? Whoops. Are you there? You dropped the phone? That's what I'm good at. <laughs> Drop the phone. Okay. See if he calls. Are you, ba- are you there? No, no, no. See if you either call back type thing. Okay. Um, okay. One thing that now on the call, he, I mean, did he say something about pancreatitis? Hope. is that? Did you type that on? Yes. I okay. just got him back on. Oh, did you? Okay. Good. Okay. You so, back? There you are. Okay. Yeah, so we. So eventually she went to the vet and um, they did an x-ray and it looked like there was some kind of a mass over by her liver or something. 
Um, so they were very concerned, So, but they didn't have anybody to do an ultrasound right that minute, so we contacted the U and a couple other people. Well, they end up about four or five days later, we were able to get her in for the ultrasound, and um, the mass that's by her liver, I mean, we thought she had liver cancer. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she was sick as a dog. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, she'd lay on the couch. Yep. She'd just barely pick her head up. Yeah. Get a little bit of water in her, not eat at all. All right. Anyway, she went back in for the ultrasound, and um, it looks like it's some kind of a benign mass. She's uh, about 65 pounds before this all started. She's, you know, kind of a labby mix. Right. Um, she'd lost about eight pounds by the second time we were in. Wow. And then they determined that it was whatever that mass is is benign and probably won't bother. Um, so she was diagnosed with pancreatitis. All right. So, I mean, the reason I'm calling really is to help understand better maybe what we should be feeding her. Mm-hmm. Because we're back to the, you know, she's been on the Costco dry food her whole life. Right. Rotate between the types. But, yep. you know, so we've been boiling hamburger, boiling chicken, mixing it up with some rice. Okay. Now, we're happy to keep doing that if that's really going to be what she needs. But right. I thought, well, who better to help? Let's understand that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Some days, some days. Uh, okay. First of all, with pancreatitis, the biggest thing that sends your pancreas into a tailspin, cats, it's dry food. <laughs> Dogs, it can be dry food also because they're not meant to eat dry food dry. And then also heavy fats, high fats. That sends, you know, like bacon, you know, stuff like that can send them into a tailspin. And so the thing is, is that I mean, you got a piece of paper and a pencil? Okay, you're going to go to a couple of websites. One is dogsnaturallymagazine.com. Dogsnaturallymagazine.com. And then healthypets.mercola, M-E-R-C-O-L-A.com. Healthypets.mercola.com. And here's a third one for you. Primalpooch.com. Primalpooch. Dot com. Okay, now the thing is, is what you got to do is that if this was my dog with the pancreas, uh, number one, there is really good supplements by Standard Process that would help uh, the, help rebuild the system, try to make it more efficient. Now, I'm not a vet, so I can't prescribe. <laughs> they're, you know, they're not prescriptions, but anyway. So, but what I would strongly suggest is next Sunday, um, Dr. Jess, holistic vet, will be here, Dr. Levy. And so you'll be able to get some free advice <laughs> as far as what standard process uh, supplements would be good for her and what would be a better diet. But in the meantime, what you're looking for is that with those websites, you're going in and you're going to Google or not Google, but you're going to go to these websites and put in pancreatitis in a dog and see what articles they've got. OK, because with the articles will come what to feed and what not to feed. All right. So you want to do some homework. And so then uh, that's your main thing there. And now, um, like I say, uh, Dr. Levy is going to be online. I mean, here next uh, uh, Sunday. So I would, if you can call in so then you can ask her and then she can give it to, so you don't have to set up an appointment with her. She can just, you know, help you. And then others that are dealing with pancreatitis also, because uh, what the conventional vets say to do and then what they want to give the pets are a little out, out there as far as you can do better and really bring the dog or cat forward um, instead of what, like, prescription diets and stuff like that, okay? okay. So that's what I would do is I would put put us in your schedule next week. So remember, this, uh, we're from noon to 2, and if you want to get right in, just call, like, at 10 afternoon, 
Okay, and then you'll be probably be the first call, and so we can take care of you right away. All right. Yeah, happy to. Because sure. that's that's what I would suggest. Since she, she's going to be here, then you can get it straight from the horse's mouth instead of me saying, "Well, let me check into it and get back to you." <laughs> you know, because sure. what are uh, what are you feeding now? Uh, we'll either boil hamburger or boil. Oh, that's chicken. right. Okay, so now I'm not really like the chicken. Okay, so. don't use white rice. You're better off to not use rice at all. But if you're going to use some rice, you want it. You can use quinoa, quinoa. You can use brown rice. White rice is really high in starchy and is not g- good. Uh, that's an old way of thinking. If you talk to holistic doctors, when the dogs are having tummy trouble, you, if you, you can boil, you know, you can do the rice, you can do the chicken. I mean, not the rice, the hamburger, the ground turkey, uh, um, chicken, and then mix it with canned pumpkin or any kind of squash, like acorn squash, uh, sweet potatoes. You know, obviously you cook it, scoop it out and then give it to the dog instead of that because it's good in fiber, good in, in so many ways, And whereas the rice is super high in starch. So the big thing is is that that's the way vets used to say, give them hamburger and rice. They're better off with canned pumpkin and uh, hamburger or ground turkey or whatever. And also, believe it or not, cook, uh, giving it raw, you know, instead of cooking it. Don't, and if you have to cook it, just cook it very minimally, all right? And then, uh, like I say, any kind of squash, and then dig it, you know, uh, cook it. And then uh, dig it out. Sweet potatoes are really good too. You know, good in fiber and a lot of good uh, nourishment. You know, so that's what I would do. I would do. And then, um, uh, like I say, yeah, that's where I would start for this week. And then uh, uh, next week, call and talk to Doctor Jess. Okay. Okay, kiddo. Will do. Okay, kiddo. Yeah, thank yeah. you much. We'll oh, talk. Awesome. Okay, we'll talk next week. Take care. Uh, Mary, thanks for stopping. Pat's, thanks for stopping. Hope, as awesome. You're awesome. Fantastic. And so now, and, and that, and all the text trivia and stuff was due to, because Hope wanted it. Okay. Thank folks. you for having us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. Okay. You all have, don't hide, don't hide your dogs, train them. And if you don't train them, don't blame them. See you next week. Happy trip.